Welcome to OsteoCast, where we talk all things osteopathy, functional anatomy, and movement. With your hosts, myself, Colby Brokel, Amanda Boysen, and Sarah Pucal. Good morning and welcome back to OsteoCast. Your hosts here, myself, Amanda, Colby, and Sarah. Hello. Howdy. Uh, we have a special episode here for you today. So today is episode number 50 for us, which is really, really exciting. The half um, and we have a special, I know, right? It's been going on for a year now. Um, and we have a special guest on our episode today. So we have um, Amy Young here from Living to be Awesome. So I'm going to give you a little bit of an intro um, about Amy. So Coach Amy is a personal trainer who prefers the titles of confidence builder, consistency coach, and life balance mentor. Amy has dedicated herself to spreading her fitness and nutrition expertise, as well as experiences to help build a supportive community of people who embrace challenges and see them as opportunities to gain strength and belief in themselves and each other. Her ultimate goal is to build confidence in those that trust her with their journey sharing the power of consistency and consistently growing forward towards your goals while maintaining a peaceful life balance. Amy once led a busy life heavy with perfectionism and the pressure to overachieve. She was burnt out and started to realize that everyone around her was falling into the same trap. She saw the opportunity to lead, so she stepped up to be the change. This was Amy's first to-be moment and the moment that Living to be Awesome was born. Now Amy creates a safe place where the mind, body, and soul can nourish and grow. She combines safe movement patterns and powerful mindset strategies to create a plan that is unique. Amy's philosophy is simple. Bring your 1% better and learn to meet yourself in the middle. Reaching all of your health and fitness goals is one thing, but living a fun, balanced, filled life with awesomeness is another. This is the invaluable and often missing piece that you'll take away when you train with Coach Amy. Welcome, Amy. Wow, thank you. It's quite the intro. Um, I'm really, really honored and grateful to be um, a part of today, especially that it's number 50. Um, I think we should do 50 burpees because of that. (laughs) That is (laughs) the birthday... uh... The birthday yeah, workout, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. That it's always been the the way um is celebrating kind of oddly with um burpees. Maybe we could find something better. I is don't know. all of us um, breathing heavily for the yeah. next hour. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone, uh, yeah. go now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> everyone would appreciate it. Um yeah, so I'm just uh, really excited to be here and share um, my my passion for movement, and especially with such um, amazing people who um, really get the body. Um, and I'm always Amanda and I have uh, been partners in the past, and I've always been picking her brain, and I believe she's a huge part of who I am today and how I practice. I have um, I've been a, a you know, I was trying to think of how long it's been, um, but it's, um, I, I don't even know. I think it's maybe been like 10 years now that I've been a personal trainer. I was, I, I, I started this as an adult. Um, I, 
I actually was a pretty shy and um, introverted person um, until I had my kids. And I didn't actually even, I wasn't even really physically active. I liked being physically active, but I was too insecure and thought I had to be in shape to be physically active. And I see this very often with people that are coming to see me and I totally can appreciate it because there are these external expectations um, that we put on ourselves mainly they're on our by ourselves but they're constantly being thrown at us you know through social media um, through people that we talk to through stories that we've been told as we've grown up Um, and so I started as an adult it actually started as me running Um, I I was, uh, I was actually really stressed out, uh, super stressed out. Um, I was running a daycare and, um, and, um, my daughter was, um, going through some health issues. And so she was constantly, you know, always we're going back and forth to the hospital and there was uncertainties. And the only thing I felt that I could do was go for a run. Uh, and so running really started to be my meditation. Um, and, uh, you know, a time for me to spend time with myself, start to learn my thoughts and my feelings and what was going on. And um, when I look back at that, and that's how it started, that is such a beautiful thing, because that's how it started. But then, because when I was running, um, uh, I was doing pretty well at it. And then there became this like, oh, you should do a marathon. Oh, you should do this. Oh, you should. And so of course, I was believing in myself. And there's a lot of beautiful things about that. But I ended up you know, taking away the beauty of running and feeling good in running and more on the external on what was my time um, and how could I get faster? And, you know, uh, just really depending on that, on those numbers. Um, and so then that, that carried on and it was good and, you know, but I was hurt and I would run through all these injuries. And then I, you know, became, um, I realized that I wanted to get stronger because I was running and I literally had no glute muscles. Like I couldn't, like I I started lifting and I had back pain and my husband's a physiotherapist. Um, and so he was doing these tests on me and I was like, he's like, squeeze your glutes. And I'm like, I am. And he's like, uh, no, you're not. And I literally had no connection with my brain to my glutes. And I've been running and like lots, like I ran the Boston marathon, like, and it was a good time. And so to me, that was just this, whoa, like seriously, how does that happen? And, And, you know, and, um, so like, that's just like kind of how I've grown into this. There's been like a progression of it and then, you know, got into CrossFit and CrossFit I love. Um, and it, it, you know, as long as it's being done really well, but it also has that external, like more is better and push harder, get stronger, you know, but not really from the inside, but more from that external side that I'm talking about. And so I've been on that side and I am a pretty intense person and I do love to push goals and I love to, you know, get to that next level. Um, but it just kept getting me to the same place. Like I would get there and I'd reach it, but then I'd be in pain. And I also wasn't even enjoying the journey. You know, it never was enough. I'd always felt like more. Um, and so that's kind of where I have evolved now to being like living to be awesome is where I really bring you from the inside. And I really just, I start with a chat. I talk about like, what, you know, what are you feeling? And why are your goals? What are your goals? And how do they make you feel? So I asked the five whys. Like we literally, you know, want to lose weight. 
Okay, um, why would you want to lose weight? Because I want to fit in my clothes. Well, why would you want to fit in your clothes? Um, because then I would um, feel a lot more confident in, you know, when I walk in a room. Oh, well, what would you do if you felt more confident? You know, um, and then from there, they get a really personalized feeling. Um, and I believe when you can have that mindset, then we can start and really use that same kind of mindset and like breaking down to their movement because now they can look at it and go, um, I'm not doing this because I'm going to fit in my jeans. I'm going in this because I, I really want to, you know, uh, be able to live a long life. Mainly the people I work with are like over 40. Um, they want to live a long life. They want to be able to, um, age well. They want to be able to play with their grandkids. They want to like, you know, they're not able to do the same things. They want to live pain-free. And when they have that kind of feeling, it is so much easier for them to, you know, kind of look down at a squat and, and, you know, and, and really build it from the ground up and be paying attention to every piece of your body that's in the squat and how you can feel the strength rather than notice the strength because you've got this many reps or you've gotten this many, um, this like this much weight, you know, so um, that's, you know, where I stem from, I just really am passionate about the power of using your mind um, to really feel your movements. And when you feel it, you have a connection to why you're doing it. It's amazing how much more possibility you have, but you also enjoy the journey. You walk away feeling elated, empowered, and gorgeous, as opposed to defeated and exhausted and not wanting to come back and having to force yourself. And, you know, you, you literally get excited about what you're capable of. Um, and yeah, that's, that's just my philosophy on, um, movement. And I, um, yeah, it, it's just really changed my life and I'm excited to change it for, uh, other people as well. I, um, I, I do run, I like, I, I do, um, a combo of like personal training, um, and also group classes, but I love group classes because I feel like there's just that energy of everyone, you know, wanting better. And that's what I missed about races, right? Like, cause on that day, everybody loved each other. Like even you didn't know who that person was beside you or the person on the sidelines, but they're cheering you on. They're not judging you. They're literally telling you that you're doing an amazing job. So I, that's what I try and bring to my classes. And I also, um, Amanda and I, we were talking about earlier before this, and I, I named my workouts because I believe that whenever you make a connection in your body, you're also making like, you can have it like a metaphor for your life. Let's, um, today's workout. What did we do today? It was actually called Turkish delight. Um, and the, the Turkish getup is actually my favorite. It's my favorite, um, move because you can't, and I mean, and I use it as an assessment. I just get people to, you know, see how they can get up off the floor. It's maybe not looking like a Turkish, Turkish getup in the beginning, depending on where you're at and, um, where you're, where you're showing up. Um, on your day one, but um, I use the Turkish getup because it does it. It has you in every plane, and it uses every um, movement pattern except for a row. So today, what we did was we partnered it with a row, um, and what we what we use the Turkish delight as is to celebrate all the different ways that we can create movement in our bodies and how well it moves and how, and we were able to break it down. I have, I have people of all different levels. So, you know, one person's doing the Turkish getup with weight, one's doing it with balancing a, a, 
a shoe on their hand and the other has broken it up and they're just doing like a, a sit up, like I call it a Turkish get up, sit up. Um, and then, um, they come back up and they do a lunge to wherever they're able to do it without, so it's pain-free and that they feel it in the right areas of their body and they feel confident. And then we broke up into the row. So I love seeing that across the board, especially now it's on, I mean, I see it, I love it in person, but now everything's online. So on Zoom to be able to look at three people side by side, you know, working their body for themselves, all getting the same thing out of it all feeling delightful, very delightful after they've done it. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the other names that I've had. Uh, Amanda, can you think of any that you've come, Amanda comes to the classes. Can you think of any of the, um, classes that I've, um, as far as names go, I can't pull any off the top of my head, but I think one of the biggest things that I take out of, um, classes when I do them with you is the, the, connection back to the mindful piece. I think that that's the most, well, that's one of the more amazing things is that, um, there's always a connection to why we're doing it. Um, I think one of them was called stick through the sticky. Mm, Um, yeah. yeah. So there's that mindful connection. So do you want to talk a little bit about where that comes from or? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually used it today too. So, um, stick through the sticky is that, you know, um, it's actually, it was really funny because it, it came in as, as a, a joke, um, because I said it in the wrong way. I was, um, my son was in a race and I was telling him stick through the sticky. He goes, I can't believe you said stick through the sticky. And as a mom, I was like, well, I meant it that way. Uh, and then I realized when, Oh, you know what? This is really actually really powerful. Cause this is what I do. So stick through the sticky is we're so programmed to push through it right? Like just ram through without like, you know, just get to the other side. Um, doesn't matter what the consequence, like be in pain. Um, you know, whereas you, when I say stick through the sticky, that means how do I create that from the inside? How do I get taller? How do I get uh, uh, prouder? I call it core magic. How do I get more magical? How do I create my core confidence and feel empowered when I'm in a sticky point? How do I use my breath? How do I use my mind to stick in this really uncomfortable situation, but own it and feel like I've loaded myself up with the confidence, which means squeeze those shoulder blades in alignment, you know, having that three point spine and, and making sure that I have that rib cage like stacked over top of the pelvis and just really making sure that I have put that on and I'm sticking in here because, and I feel like that's a metaphor for life. Like, let's look at where we are right now. You know, there is a lot of pressure outside. And, you know, many of us are feeling very unsure, overwhelmed, um, you know. And what can we do here? We can get a little taller. We can get a little more inside ourselves. We can use movement just as I started my fitness journey to get into my thoughts. Like, what shows up? What are you saying to yourself when it gets hard? You know, are you beating yourself up or are you being your best friend? Are you like letting yourself know that, yeah, this is hard, but I do hard things to be awesome. Um, And that's where, yeah, stick through the sticky is something that you'll often hear me say. um, And you'll often hear me say, yeah, we do hard things to be awesome. And the to be 
um, is from within. Um, it's in my logo. I actually use my logo so much. So if you, um, after this podcast and you wanted to look up at living to be awesome.com, you could look at my logo. It is a Phoenix. Um, and it, like, I love the whole concept. It really explains my whole philosophy. So, um, a Phoenix break is broke breaks down. It comes back stronger. And that's what we like. That's what you'll do when you get into a session with me is it will break down the movements in, in physically, but also mentally as well. Um, and emotionally, which is sometimes the forgotten part. Um, and then, um, in there there's an orange side and a blue side. So we have like these external goals, which I may sound like, I don't think external goals are important. I absolutely do because they drive you forward. They make you have somewhere where you know, you want to go. But the important part is to know that, to look at that and go, okay, if I wanted to, you know, let's say run a marathon, what does a marathoner do? You know, they have a beautiful stride. Um, they have a strong mindset. Um, they they keep their core on. Um, and so now I know what they do and how they feel. So now I can do that today. So I'm already a marathoner in my mind, right? Um, and so, yeah, have the external goals. There's a blue side, orange side. The other side is, you know, just working with our brain and knowing the way our brain works, that limbic brain that's like always trying to keep us safe. It's going to have those limiting beliefs. We need to listen to them. If we push them down and just push through, right, we're going to stick in the sticky of our limiting beliefs and the stories that, you know, are showing up for us. Like I call it the mean voice. Um, it's the narration of all those limiting beliefs and stories that we've been, you know, programmed, uh, like not even knowing, right? Like things are there, but um, we've been ignoring them. So being able to listen to both sides and that's where you meet in the middle. That's my philosophy. So, hey, this is where we want to go. This is where we are today. These are what is making me nervous about it. How can I make a 1% change today to get to that middle point? And right in the middle, if you look at my logo, there's a to be. And that's your to be. Like, what are you meant? Who are you meant to be? Be that person today. And that's what we do every single training session. Okay, you're already there. Remember, and I'll constantly, you know, train you on how you can use your own best coach voice, not mine. Okay. And you need your voice because what you need to hear is actually not from me. It needs to be from yourself. Um, I love that you pull that back to the individual. I think that's a big part of coaching is that they're not always looking for you to do the work, but they're trying to find that within themselves. Yeah. I think that's important. Um, So let's talk a little bit about some of the movements that you do teach and how you break those down for other people and, and why movement patterns are important. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I mean, I always am starting uh, with core magic. So I want to make sure that everyone knows exactly what that means. Like how many times have you, you know, been like, turn your core on, turn your core on. Uh, and like, and especially as I'm working with, um, <laughs> you know, women in our 40s, like an older, uh, <laughs> we have this like tuck in like where you tuck your pelvis in and I like so I'm actually pretty um sarcastic person so I do a lot of like okay go ahead and tuck your pelvis in tuck it in and now go look in the mirror is that what you wanted to look like um when you thought that you were going to turn your core on really pretty I don't think so so what what is it you're trying to create you're trying to be taller you're trying to be prouder so I use the floor I like to have the floor so I have them laying on the floor um and then just really making that connection with the floor you know feel like where your head 
feel between your shoulder blades, feel your tailbone, and then start to breathe and really notice how we can open up in our breath. And breathing is a really huge thing to be able to, sometimes I, we stay there because that's just the hardest part, right? Is just being able to actually not breathe through your chest, but like open up that diaphragm and, and, and it's going counterintuitive to what, you know, I'm always saying to, you know, tuck that in, keep that core in, don't let it get bigger. Don't like, don't let it do what it's meant to do. Right. So, um, just being okay with expanding into that core. Um, and that will be where I would start. Um, and then once I can see that they can bring that in, then we, you know, raise the legs up and get into those dead bugs. And then, then I always go, come back to that dead bug. And if they're not, then I bring them back to the floor. So if you can't, if you need the floor to remind you, then we would move that up and let's bring it into a plank and see how can we create that without the feedback with just you feeling it on the inside. So we'll kind of bounce back and forth between there. And then I'm like, this is your magic. This is your confident, right? So we'll, uh, we'll break that part down majorly. Um, and then I'm like, okay, let's take that into a squat. And then from the squat, I always talk from the ground up and talk about our feet because that isn't, you know, my feet have been off for a lot of years. I was running. I didn't use my feet. So I really talk about that tripod, talking about spreading the toes out, trying to make some arches, like, and just really giving thought to that. We do a lot of banded for the, you know, um, for the glutes to make sure that we are, um, having the glutes active, right? Like how do they stabilize you? So I do a lot of um, thinking, using, closing your eyes and visualizing. So I'll have them grab the floor at the feet and then really feel like they're picking things up with those feet and then try and yank your yoga mat apart with your feet. And it's just as simple moves like that, where I think we always think, okay, well, what exercise could I possibly do to get this? And yeah, we do need to do that. We need to get fun um, and get creative to keep our, our stimulation going. But really, if we can't really um, do it without, you know, unless that that um, is an external to remind us to turn it on from the inside. So I do a lot of that. And then just I tell them, pull yourself down to the floor with your feet and then bring yourself up. Okay. And then, you know, and then we can just peek at it and I video people a lot and then get them to watch themselves and see the difference so that they actually have, and now go ahead and try what you saw the difference. So just really trying to, and, and really make sure they understand it. Not just like a cue that's, that's like generic, right? Like you're like, I've usually talked to that person. I know what kind of like lifestyle they're having like I can relate to being a mom I can relate it to being a golfer I can relate it to you know um, being a skier or whatever it is you know how would you use this in your life and why would you want to do it um so squats obviously I just we do it all day long um and push-ups are one of my favorite things to teach um and especially mindset wise because we all believe they're hard and whenever you think something's hard you guess what? You're right. They're hard. And your brain responds. And it's just like literally going to like tense itself up. And then, you know, being able to teach people that, you know, some parts of your body are going to be on and magical and confident and other parts need to move. So we really work with the joints and say, hey, those shoulders, they can't be locked in or you can't go anywhere. You're fighting yourself. So um, I'll use Superman's in a, um, 
in a push-up because I did like we will do we'll get on the floor and do the Superman um, and I really talk about leanness in the Superman keeping everything like as long as you can inner thighs together glutes squeeze thumbs up and then we do these swimmers so we notice that our shoulders are moving but our bodies are tight okay and just really being aware of like oh wow there's certain sticky points in my shoulder there's awareness there we we address that we get assessment as we go um, and then from there, I get them to squeeze at the top of that Superman. So those confident muscles are, those elbows are back. And then go ahead and set your hands onto the floor. This is the bottom of a push-up, right? How do you feel? Are you, you, did you know that you need to use your confidence muscles when you're in a push-up? That's part of your core. Um, and so that's usually a huge aha moment for people um, just to be able to do that Superman. Um, and then I really bridge it out. I'm like, okay, so you do the Superman. That's okay. If you can't get up from the floor there, let's go ahead and now take that concept and move it over to the table or even the wall, depending where you're at. And just being able to, um, yeah, like, and then bridge it and then go like, okay, we're here and we can go full range of motion up on the, uh, on the chair, on the table, on the bench, on the wall. Um, but on the floor, I can be in plank. I've done plank. How far can I go? Okay. This is where I feel strong. Okay. I'll push it up from here so that you, you don't feel the pressure of that external to go to the full push up. Um, and then just really being a pin. Again, you can carry on that into every move. So yeah. now if you've really built on that core magic, it and you just build. So I so think that's focus. one of the things too that you do really, really well is you break the movements down into like standard philosophical things. Like we need to turn your core on and then we figure out how to do that in every other position as you go through and coach that, which is neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's a there's a change in the industry as a whole where the aspect of performance and lifting as much as you can or pushing your body as hard as you can is changing. And this is your iteration of how to go through uh, making those changes with your clients that you're dealing with. And I think that working on that, like almost like a ladder style structure where you're moving from, uh, I don't know if you call it, like it could be gateway movements or however you do it, but you move from movement to movement. Uh, to promote the end goal of being able to do something that's functional, such as a push-up or a squat or getting up off the floor, opposed to looking at it and saying, hey, this is what we have to do, you know, 30 burpees to lose, you know, 20 pounds. Like there's no uh, underlying goal system that way. It's like, well, let's get you moving properly, which is the same thing that we're trying to do with our patients is get them to move as well as they can and then progress that. And as they uh, internalize that and choose what they want to do for themselves – then you progress and push into those different realms. If they want to start doing higher numbers of let's use pushups, for example, more pushups or different positions or different hand grips or whatever the the change in variable might be. Absolutely. Yeah. In, yeah. You have those foundational, that foundation core magic. I, I say anything's possible. Bring your magic to everywhere. Cool. So, and I think too, the one thing that makes you different or, in my opinion, is warm up as well. So whenever we talk about warm ups or previous to now, um, when I was training as an athlete, it was always just get your heart rate up, just get your heart rate up. But everything that you're doing when we 
when you do a warm up through your classes or your group classes or your personal training, it's always, okay, here are the movements we're going to work on later. So let's prep those things and how the body should be moving in a controlled manner first before we get into the load or the lifting or the speed, which is also awesome. Yeah. I call it prime prep and pattern. Yeah. Just get it all set up and ready that it's loaded to go. That's awesome. Colby, were you going to ask something else? Mm-hmm. One thing I will, one, one thing I will mention or ask though, is uh, for everyone listening is uh, Amy said this, or Amanda said this in the start and uh, Amy's been talking about it since is that um, part of the the purpose with, with training and movement is obviously it's all based on your goals and depending on if your goal is to move better or if your goal is to be a professional athlete, there are different components to your training and movement that are important. But one thing that was mentioned early on was uh, getting burnt out and realizing that it was too much. And this happens in all aspects of life. It's not just in the gym or just in your movement, whether it's running in, in Amy's uh, scenario or it's lifting weights or sometimes it's it's working too much. It's spending too much time on the computer. It's uh, not taking care of yourself. It's, it's spending too much time away from your family. There's all these other things. So this philosophy in terms of starting with the small pieces, whether it's movement or whether it's work, for example, is you have to start to develop those little structures, those little patterns, those little little habits, and then build on them as they go. You can't just say, hey, I'm going to start waking up at 5 a.m. and doing this and start right off the bat. Like you got to take your time and build those pieces. If you normally wake up at seven, then start waking up, you know, 15 minutes earlier and do that and work your way up to the time you want to wake up at if that's what you're trying to do. Or sometimes it's delegating some of your work or sometimes it's taking the time to develop systems to make your workload decreased. It's, this isn't something, and as Amy was saying, this is something that you can change in your life and you can use it for just about anything. And understanding that you can start small and work up to bigger movements or work up to bigger or healthier work habits or whatever that may be is something that can be uh, pushed across the board. Well, a lot of the time too, it's not the big, huge changes that make the difference, right? It's the small, continuous, consistent effort that creates more change. And I mean, if we look at it from a movement perspective, I feel like I get more out of my workouts when I focus on firing and patterning movements the way that they're designed to be patterned as opposed to lifting more heavy weight because I would push for the external, I'm going to lift more weight as opposed to doing it right. And I, I, I get more out of it. So but we all humans in general think about those habits. Humans in general thrive on success, right? So looking for success is something they do. And then what part of what Amy is doing is trying to get that success to be internal opposed to external. So instead of saying, hey, I squatted 300 pounds today and saying that is your pat on the back. And if you can't squat 300 pounds any given day, then that's a problem. You have to look at exactly as you said, well, what did you feel when you did it? How was your range of motion? How was your positions? Did you notice that your feet were rotating out through that process that your hips were sliding to one, whatever that may be, right? but the success has to become different on different levels. You have to redefine that. And just the motivation to keep doing it, how Amy talked about giving reason for every movement and how that will be incorporated in your daily patterns or how this will improve your daily livelihood is such an important aspect because if there isn't a good reason behind it, 
you're not going to want to do it or you might try it once, but you won't see the point to continue to work on that movement or improve those patterning mobility in the body. So I really love how um, your philosophy, Amy, is using that those tools to incorporate in your everyday life to have a healthier, more mobile life. It's wonderful. Thank you. I'm uh, really grateful to be at this part. Um, and that is my passion is that um, the sooner you can realize this, the sooner you can be enjoying your life. Um, that's the, that is my, um, what is the asset of being older and wiser, I guess. <laughs> um, I do wish I knew this earlier in life. And that is my, um, that is my passion just for everyone to realize exactly as you guys were saying, um, you know, Colby, I do say that often, you know, that 1% rule I have is like success breeds success, no matter what it is, no matter what part of your life is, your brain is wired to want to do well and to be right. So if you go ahead and say, I can do this, and then you do it, your brain's going to go, oh, what else can I do? <laughs> and you actually are still enjoying the, the process, okay? And, and knowing that it's 1% of the time, you don't need to sacrifice. It's not meant to be painful. It's meant to be, feel good. How can you make this hard thing you're doing feel good? Exactly. That's super important. And I think that's how you keep people motivated to come back, right? And to continue yeah. on their, their path of success. Um, so do you have any um, any advice, any tibet, any like one thing? If someone could change one thing today, what would that be? Um, hmm. I would say to take five minutes of your day and just move your body and be mindful. Five minutes, it, just go ahead and you already, you've been moving, okay? So don't put judgment on it. Just get curious and go, okay, um, I'm going to go ahead and start moving my body. Notice how you feel before. Notice how you feel after. Take five minutes out of your day to just, and no judgment, just literally listen to your body and let it move. It, you'll be amazed. Um, right now we have, a, in my community, we have a four-minute challenge. Um, we're doing it in Tabata. Um, and just with that same kind of concept that there is a mindset focus to this. So, um, you know, the first one was 20 seconds on, 10 seconds rest awareness squats. Have you ever paid attention to your squats before? And, and it just no judgment on it. Not be like, are my feet up? Are my, th uh, take away the anxiety. Just go ahead and your body will tell you, you'll like get a little twinge in your knee or like, Oh, how can I correct that? Move your body a bit and then get help for sure. But it starts with you start with four minutes, do 20 seconds of squats, take a 10 second break, do 20 seconds, do eight rounds. Spend awesome. some time with yourself. Bingo. That's good advice. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah, mindful um, component is uh, <laughs> the mindful component, Amy, is so nice to hear and just a very different approach to training. 
Um, and just the fact that you are incorporating mindfulness uh, with movement and then overall body awareness is a missing component, I would say, in a lot of kind of fitness programs. So it's really cool to hear that those two fields coming together because they aren't separate, right? Body, mind are not separate things. One needs the other to function properly. And I feel like that's what we also try to teach our clients uh, in the clinic. And when we encourage them to move a little bit more, it's, you know, moving with awareness, checking in midday, you know, how long has your head been hanging down over the computer or have you stood up or has it been eight hours and you forgot to stand up or drink some water? So just incorporating more awareness into life, uh, you will, like you said, you will feel better. You will move with awareness and your passion for life will just get stronger and stronger every time. Absolutely. Awesome. Colby, Sarah, do you have any other questions? I have no more questions. I'm just taking it all in. I guess my only question, Amy, would be you touched on it at the beginning about the five whys. So if someone wanted to try and incorporate those five whys right now into their life, um, what advice would you give or how could someone do that on their own if they can? Yeah, absolutely they could. Um, As simple as, you know, journaling it down, it would be about like the same kind of concept of taking that four minutes to really think about it. Um, and, And it's not a you know, it's a, it's a moving document, really, if you will, because things change, right? Um, And also, the more awareness you get, you, you actually, you learn more about yourself, and you're like, oh, this actually is, you know, a little deeper than I thought it was going to be. So really, it'd be like, okay, so whatever goal you have in your life right now, whatever it be, go ahead and write it down, and then say, why is that important to me? And then go ahead and write that all out. And then from there, go ahead and, um, you know, and it's going to not be always what's important to me, but it'll be like, you know, um, and what and why would that change my life? Right. And then go ahead and then be like, oh, um, and what what would I do different? Why would I be a different person if I had this? So you just go five times. And just try and, and, and it doesn't have to be why it might be a different question. So again, there's always like, you know, we have this baseline of what it should look like, but don't get stuck in the, in the five whys, maybe in three whys you go, bingo, you will know that you have the right why when it triggers an emotion, when you feel like it might be a little bit twingy or scary or uncomfortable, um, a, you know, maybe you feel a little bit like vulnerable or sad or, or excited, right? When it, when it triggers an emotion that you can't stop thinking about, that's what you do. Thank you, Amy. That's so powerful. The why triggers an emotion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's some great, uh, great take home advice for everybody. Thank you. (laughs) Well, and I think we all know from listening to this, that you coach more than just the movement and the, the exercise component of that. And, um, I think again, that's what makes you special and that's your, that's your superpower. And I can't mm. believe that you haven't used that word yet. Cause I think I hear that all the time <laughs> from you. So, I, okay, Hey, guess what today? Also it's superhero day. No I just way. Found this out. It is. <laughs> I, 
Yeah, so I might just, yeah, I might have to do something about that today. <laughs> I do love superheroes. <laughs> I love Wonder Woman. Um, so I, I am a big kid at heart. Um, and I just think everyone should be. Like, we just, we need to be, like, everyone, you know when people ask who your hero is? It's not actually Wonder Woman. It's it's youth. It's children because they just go in with no judgment. They just have curiosity and everything is just, you know, they don't have these stories or, you know, so I just think the more we can be like a child in that aspect of being curious um, and just willing to try, I, that's. And that's play. I, yes, so, play. so important not to forget to just let go and just figure it out. We don't have to be perfect all the time. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. Awesome. Any last words, Amy, do you have anything else you want to add? Colby, Sarah? No, I'm a happy camper. I, I just wanted to say thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. For- yeah. I just wanted to say thank you. I just, this was, uh, yeah, just a, a chance to share, um, my passion um, and also build belief in myself. So, you know, if you are thinking that things are uncomfortable, I'm going to share, this is my first podcast and, you know, um, put yourself out there. Um, yeah. So well, you all. did great, Amy. Thank you for coming on. Uh, as Amy said earlier, if you'd like to uh, find Amy online, she's living to be awesome.com. The number two and the letter B. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And it's the same for Instagram, And she's on right? Instagram at the same handle. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And you can find us at osteocast underscore and looking forward to seeing you next time. Happy 50th episode. Thanks for listening. Woohoo. Bye. Thank you.